When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stand. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. Calvin and I are here live at Punchbowl Social, in person, breaking down a Sacramento Kings win tonight, 132-119 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. We got our suits on tonight. Peja is turning around. We have a bullet punch. We actually have a, a ladle tonight as well. So we're having fun. Make sure yeah. you guys come join us here at Punchbowl Social. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below. And if you would like to join the royal family with Calvin and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. So, Calvin, we saw Sabonis tonight. We, we saw did. him today in the elevator. Yeah, we saw him up lobby. close and in person. We saw him tonight at the game. He played pretty we well. We saw Justin Holiday. We saw Jeremy Lamb. Kings win. Well. I want to hear your first thoughts on the game. I mean, it, it's a whirlwind of emotions, honestly. The, the arena had a lot of energy in it tonight. You know, the, obviously, this is only the second game we've been to all year. But from an outsider's perspective, it seems very quiet in there. Tonight it was rocking. There was a different energy to this game. Sabonis is as advertised. Like, it's only one game. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves by any means. But there were a lot of encouraging things that you saw tonight. I think everybody felt that in the arena for sure. 100%. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with your Sacramento Kings nightcap. What's up, guys? We're back here. We're drinking uh, punch drinking tonight punch. at Punchbowl punch Social. Social. Oh, and we're talking about your Sacramento Kings. We are having an awesome time. We're talking I about a Kings win. We are talking about a Kings win, and uh, I encourage you all to come join us here. We have a bowl of punch. We encourage you all to get a bowl as well. 
But yes, Calvin, we're talking about a win tonight, which is really, really yes. exciting. First off, I want to give you guys a quick little disclaimer. Calvin and I had an awesome time at tonight's game. We, we were at the Lexus Lounge. We were mingling. We were having fun. Yes. So, unfortunately, we were not available for all 48 <laughs> minutes of the game. Yes, we did not legitimately watch every play, However, every possession of this game. We were in the lounge. We were watching on the TV. We were back and forth in between the stands. We were actually behind the Kings bench tonight. So if you guys saw us on TV, uh, let us know down below in the comments. We got some inside, I guess, alpha, you could say, on the team tonight. Perhaps, we heard guys perhaps. talking. We heard coaches talking. We're going to talk about all that and more on the next section. But, Calvin, let's break down the game tonight. Very entertaining game. Very exciting game to watch. Six Kings players in double figures. Obviously, all of the new faces that you get to see. It was just very refreshing. I mean, we talk about it, you know, at the top of this section. You really have to take it with a grain of salt. It's only one game. It's hard to base any type of judgment, legitimate judgment, off of this one game. But I think there's one thing that you and I felt instantly and you can probably say that for all the people who were at the game tonight because everyone we talked to said the same thing. The energy level, the hustle, Sabonis brings a different type of energy, different type of atmosphere to this team. For a guy that's only been around this roster for less than 48 hours, very friendly, very outgoing person, uh, certainly laughing and, and having a good time with a lot of the players on this team. And his effort that energy translates on the court as well this guy gives the kings a different dimension it's a type of player that sacramento has not had in a very very long time who knows what the the eventual ceiling of this team will be but you can automatically feel that the energy around this team is different oh a hundred percent we saw sabonis or I heard Sabonis was in Sacramento yesterday. We saw him this morning in the lobby of the hotel talking yeah. with either his agent or a coach. I had a good feeling about today. And first off, before we jump into everything, I, I got to say, Calvin, you won the bet tonight. I was wondering if you were going to bring that I up. I am responsible for the tab. Kings lost That's yesterday. Right. They won tonight. So that Once means again, Barry is on the hook. I also predicted Anthony Edwards would have a bounce back game. So if you guys want to come to me for your betting needs, I'm told I'm not a financial advi advisor by any means, but I'm willing to give you constructive criticism. You know, just if you want. You, Barry's record speaks for itself against me. I feel like I'm proven at this point. We don't have a shot of Crown Royal for Barry to take, but we have a punch bowl to drink. <laughs> That's okay. I'm covering the Royal Rebounds tab tonight, which is punishment enough. Uh, we ran into James Sam before the game, right? And I was like, don't tell anybody I'm rooting against the Kings tonight, but I need them to lose. Otherwise, I am on the hook for the tab. Yes. And hey, Kings win tonight, and I'm stoked about it. 132-119. Oh, we'll an awesome Kings victory. Who would have thunk it? You trade for a guy the very next day. He is available for your franchise yes. to play I can't think of a better start. Not just him, but all three players. Yeah, I can't available. think of a better start for uh, any player starting their NBA career with yes. a new team. 
No, absolutely. Like I said, there are a lot of really good things to take away from this game tonight. This is exactly what the Kings organization needed. You know, the fan base went from being completely distraught 24 hours ago when Tyrese Halliburton was traded. Yep. I think everybody realized that the type of player they were getting back in return was a legitimate player. But when you have that emotional attachment to, to a guy like Tyrese, who's been here for over a year now, has improved steadily, you know, it's hard as a fan when you have emotions like that to, to see what you got in return. Well, now, tonight, people actually got to see it firsthand. It's only one game. Again, I'm going to keep stressing that. Yep. But I think this is, this is the type of, yo, 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 this is the type of style of play that the Kings are going to get out of Sabonis every single night. You know, it, he's a guy that he's already established in this league. He's a two-time All-Star. But he's not going to do anything that's out of his spectrum of abilities yep. you know yep. he's very sound in a lot of areas and that's what he brings to this team hustle energy and effort you know a lot of people say he's not a good defender but if you have energy you have hustle rebounding all of that stuff loose balls it permeates throughout the team what did we talk tonight about how the kings haven't really had that dominant type of player on the roster for a long time People view De'Aaron Fox as that type of person, but it's different when you have two legitimate players on your team, and that has a trickle-down effect to the role players. Yep, 100%. Frees them up, gives them certain areas that are shots or uh, opportunities on the court that they wouldn't have normally gotten without those two players on the team. This is going to have trickle-down effects or ripple effects throughout the team for years to come, as long as Sabonis is, is a member of, Sacram of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I, I got to give a shout out to James Hickman here in the chat. He's holding down Maui for us at the moment. And I also got to give a shout out to Bryce. Bryce got us tickets to last night's game. Oh, we got lots of shout outs. And Bryce is bummed he didn't make it to the game tonight. Bryce, I told you yeah. to come, man. I, I know you yeah. really wanted Thank to. Thank you it so was much a drive. for the tickets, Bryce. We really We would have loved to have you at the game tonight. We would yeah. love to have you post game here. But yes. unfortunately. Shout out to my man, Fred Dixon. He donated this uh, Jason Williams teddy bear. Yeah. Which I don't think, oh, there it is up in the front corner there. Right here. Uh, Fred has been a great ambassador to us. There he is. Thank you, Fred. Oh, there's Fred right on cue. Right on cue. He's been great to us here on our stay in Sacramento. And uh, shout out to all you guys in the chat, man. This, it's an exciting time right now for Kings. Yeah, Kings. I also want to give a shout out to Jessica at Punchbowl Social for making this happen. But back with what you were saying, Calvin, we talked to a lot of fans tonight. We really we did. did. Like, we were there for the game, but we were there for the fans. We talked to a ton of different people. Everybody was bummed that Tyrese Halliburton is not on the team anymore, myself included, Calvin included, yes. Vinny included. However, they were able to get a good player in this trade, and they were able to dump some salary in a guy like Buddy Heald. I don't know if tonight is a precursor it is only one game but the biggest issue for the kings in the past three seasons has been rebounding and they brought in a great rebounder and he was very involved tonight in the game there were multiple plays where i'm like hey calvin check this out sabonis yeah. 
It would have been out on the Kings. Sabonis with the hustle play. Oh, yes. it would have been an easy rebound for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Sabonis on the hustle play. I said that over and over and over again tonight. Honestly, it doesn't matter how good a defense you play. If you play defense, amazing defense for 22 seconds, and the offense gets a rebound, it means nothing. Rebounding is important, and if you have good rebounders on this squad, that makes defense easier for your team. It really does. 100%. Uh, this guy just gives the Sacramento Kings a, a, com a completely different dimension that they haven't had for, uh, I'll say, at least as far back as DeMarcus Cousins. Cousins wasn't as good of a passer as Sabonis is, though. That's one thing that you and I noticed early on in this game. The Kings haven't had a player, a post player, that they could play inside out from since DeMarcus and probably before that since Weber and Diva. Yep. You look at the stats tonight, 51 rebounds for the Kings compared to 34 for Minnesota. 11 offensive rebounds for Sacramento, 6 for Minnesota. 32 assists to 28 in favor of Sacramento. I'm not going to say that all of that is because of DeMontis Sabonis, but he's a huge re reason for that. Like I said, it, they just haven't had the luxury of a player that you can throw the ball to in the low post and who can A, get a, a shot for himself, B, probably get fouled and get to the free throw line, yep. or C, get double teamed and recognize the double team and make a really good pass out of it. It, it completely changes everything they do on offense because they were so guard heavy at the beginning of this season, and now they're much more balanced, much more balanced. And if yep. Harrison Barnes is going to play the same way that he's played over the last two weeks, again, that totally changes this Kings team. Yeah, he's really played incredible. Calvin, I want to give a shout-out to Kevin tonight. We met Kevin yes. under the stands. He's a Kings employee. He loves the Kings. He loves Royal Rebounds, apparently, and he's watching right now. So, Kevin, thank you so much for meeting us. It was great to yes. meet you. We would love to continue a relationship with you. But, Calvin, let's jump here into the box score. Let's do it. A lot of things to be really happy about if you look in this box score. As I mentioned earlier, six Kings players in double figures tonight. Harrison Barnes led the way with 30 points. Another perfect night at the free throw line. 10 of 10, 8 of 11 from the field, 4 of 5 from 3, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. This guy has been absolutely legit. I mean, this is like the first two weeks of the season, Harrison Barnes. He has been phenomenal for them as of late. De'Aaron Fox, another good game. 29 points yesterday, 27 tonight. Eight rebounds, three assists, 10 of 20 from the field. Another 50% shooting percentage uh, or shooting night for him. And how about my man DeMontis Sabonis? His first game as the Sacramento King puts up a double-double. 33 minutes played, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 10 of 19 from the floor. He was huge for them tonight. And the bench stepped up as well. Davion Mitchell, 7 of 12 from the field, 18 points. And Jeremy Lamb, only 4 of 11 shooting, but he had 14 points. He was 3 of 8 from 3. All of the... Uh, newcomers tonight. Justin Holiday got in the starting lineup. He did not shoot well. A lot of people in the chat here are asking to, to talk about him. Barry, you and I 
had multiple moments tonight where we looked at each other and we said, Justin Holiday is a good addition to this team. He, yeah. he provides a lot of value for the Kings. Yeah, he really does. And uh, honestly, it's, I want to say this is funny to me because I, I saw all these rumors on Facebook circulating of this guy's not vaccinated. He's not available tonight. Everybody else will be available except Justin Holiday. Right. But no, that's not true. L.A., San Francisco, New York has their vaccine mandates in set. Sacramento currently does not have a vaccine mandate. You have to have a vaccination or a negative test to get into the game. Justin Holiday was available to play tonight. And I I love what I saw from him. I'm, I'm a big Justin Holiday fan, and I've been a fan for a long time. I know he's a little bit older, but I love what he brings to this Kings team. Yeah, again, I, I think you have to look at how you're building the team completely. I, I mean, we, we get the sense now that De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are the two linchpins, right? Those are the people that they're building around. Yep. The question is, what is the rest of the roster going to look like? We talked yesterday, before we got to see Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday play, about how the Kings had traded away all their shooting. Tyrese Halliburton is gone. Buddy Heald is gone. Outside of that, Harrison Barnes has been a good outside shooter this season. Other than that, Terrence Davis is really streaky, but he's out for the rest of the year. So where is the shooting going to come from? Jeremy yep. Lamb tonight, 3 of 8. You know, that's better than average. If you can get that consistently, that's a good night. And Justin Holiday, like you mentioned, very versatile player, can guard multiple positions. You know, those are the types of role players that you need to fill out the rest of your team around your two stars. I still think there's a lot of work that needs to be done for this Kings team. And again, like we've said so many times, it's just one game, but you saw a lot of positive things from this trade tonight. We're all gonna miss Tyrese. Yep. We but if really you're will. thinking long term, tonight gave you a very tiny window, a tiny peek into what the future could be like. And I think if you're Monty, you're excited because now you see the potential. It's just a question of how you build out the rest of the roster around these guys. You know, the, the funny thing for me is <laughs> we're, we're talking about Justin Holiday, right? 2-11. 2 for 11 right. on the night, 0 for 6 from right. three-point range. We're talking about Jeremy Lamb, 4 for 11 tonight. Struggle. But it's not shooting. always about shooting. It's about effort. It's about energy. Yes. That's something and that they hit some timely shots, especially Jeremy Lamb. Oh, yeah. Timely shots are important. But we've been talking about constant effort, constant energy from yeah. these guys. You know, they move a guy like Buddy Heald, who a lot of Kings fans have, have been really, really adamant about keeping Buddy Heald on this team. I like Buddy a lot. I really do. However, these guys have constant energy, constant flow of the offense. They know what their role is on this team, and they constantly do that. I will take a bad shooting night from a role player, a guy that knows his role and his exact position on this team. And honestly, those two guys were a throw-in for me in this trade, right? Like, yeah. Sabonis yeah. was the real bonus of this deal. These guys were just added, added for me. 
It's very clear to me after watching this game and being right next to the bench, you know, we talked about Rashawn Holmes a couple of times tonight. To me, that is the biggest question mark with this team now moving forward. The trade deadline is tomorrow. You and I didn't really expect to see Rashawn play at all tonight. That was we, we weren't sure what was going to happen. He comes off the bench. You're also trying to get Damian Jones minutes. I thought Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes were kind of the two biggest question marks as to what does the team do next. Harrison Barnes is staying. He's staying put for sure to me at this point. I'm really not sure as to what the Kings do with with uh, Rashawn Holmes now. Calvin, we I, saw I don't want to interrupt play you here, but tonight at center. we're going to talk about Rashawn in the next section. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't want to talk about him too much here in the game break breakdown because we have a lot to talk about Rashawn in his 12 minutes tonight and yes. the surprise of seeing him but another Kings victory like I, I can't say this enough Kings win tonight 132 119 like it, it makes That's me right. feel so good to say it. I'm gonna say it again Kings win tonight Kings 132 win tonight. 119 these victories have not come easy as of late I think the Kings have finally taken a direction. One thing that you and I have been very adamant about, yes. you need to pick a lane. You need to pick a direction for this team. I think they chose a direction. We saw a great game out of Harrison Barnes, 30 points tonight. We saw an amazing debut by DeMontis Sabonis, 22 points, 14 rebounds. Like, what can you expect for more from a guy that literally got traded to this team yesterday yeah, could not have asked for a better 27 points tonight debut. for deer and fox but honestly all that aside i love seeing justin holiday start this game because as you and i had talked about yes. the bench production for this king's team has been so important having davion mitchell in the starting lineup has really killed their bench production trading a guy like buddy Hield has really killed their bench production but starting a guy like Justin Holiday tonight, he played 30 minutes. Yep. I know he only had six points, but I loved him, his impact on the game. And Davion Mitchell was able to move to that bench position. 34 minutes for Davion Mitchell tonight. 18 points off the bench, which is huge. And then Jeremy Lamb, 31 minutes tonight, 14 points off the bench. Yep. We talk about bench production is so important for this Kings team. And Calvin, we finally got to see that tonight. Yeah, Davion is now officially in the same position that Tyrese Halliburton was last year. Buddy Heald is no longer coming off the bench. You know, he was kind of deemed the sixth man of this team, the jumpstart, the microwave offense for this team coming off the bench. Now he's not on the team anymore. Davion, uh, you know, for now, anyway, we're not going to see him in the starting lineup. We talked about it last night. I think this is the better situation or position for the Kings to play from. You know, Justin Holiday didn't shoot very well tonight, but he still helps this team in a variety of areas. But keeping Davion coming off the bench and keeping that bench a legit strong unit for a guy that's been with this team all season long, even though there's new players that he's having to get accustomed to, you know, he still has a good pulse, a good heartbeat on this team. He can be a legit six man, especially now that, that Buddy Heald is not coming off the bench and you don't have to worry about getting him shots as well. 
for a guy that's really been coming into his own offensively, I think this is a good move for Sacramento. Oh, definitely, definitely. Dude, I want to give a shout-out to Dre Lyon here. We haven't seen Dre since, what, October? We met him at a game. Fan Fest. Fan Fest. Yes. Dre, dude, it was so great to meet you. I love to see you back in the chat here. I haven't seen you for a while, and you're right. Davion with that dunk, it was awesome. It fired up the crowd. Yes. It's all about energy. It's all about emotion. It's all about, you know, what the flow of the game is going, and that really helps. It really helps. Gotham, I see you here in the chat. Where are you, man? I, I thought you were coming tonight. Yeah, we thought we were, we were going to meet you in person. Yeah, in the I, I thought we were trying to meet Gotham tonight. But, Calvin, I want to talk about the team stats. Was there anything that really, really jumped out to you in team stats tonight? Well, number one is the rebounding, for sure. I, that's the thing that jumps out the most to me. Because rebounding is something that, like you mentioned earlier, we, we've been talking about as a huge deficiency of the Sacramento Kings for a long time. I mean, for to see them out-rebound a team by 17 rebounds, I, I don't know when the last time that's happened. That's major, major, major. Yeah. And having a guy like Sabonis is 100% you know, the primary reason for that. I can only imagine what it would be like if him and Marvin Bagley were ever to step on the floor at the same time with how good Marvin Bagley has been. Oh, sorry, we Vinny got Squatch. Vinny Squatch here. Exciting here. Shout out to Vinny, by the way. Shout out to Vinny Squatch. He, and he has done Social. an amazing job getting us set up for both of these post-game shows. We couldn't have done it without him. He really has. And uh, all you Vinny fans out there, we will be adding a Vinny Squatch T-shirt in yes. the next week. In the next week, support Royal Rebound. Support support Vinny Squatch. Yes. And support the Sacramento Kings. Support the Sacramento Kings, 100%. But, yeah, I mean, back to team stats, that, that's the thing that jumps out the most to me. I mean, points in the paint, again, is fantastic. 72 points in the paint tonight for Sacramento. That does jump out at you, but that, uh, that is one of the things that they've done really, really well all season long. So while 72 points is very, very high, even for a team that does it well, Rebounding has been such a weakness for this team for a long time. So to see them out-rebound a team by 17 is a major factor for me. Calvin, I got to give a shout-out to my mom here. She's watching live. Of course we got a shout-out, Cheryl. Mom, I love you. Thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for the extension cord that we didn't bring on the plane with us. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mom, Dad, if you're watching, shout out to you as well. I don't want you guys to feel left out or anything like that. Shout out to my sister, Carrie, too. All right, Calvin. Anything else you want to talk about in the game breakdown here before we move on? I mean, I, I think the most important thing to take away from this game is not necessarily that there's hope or the Kings are definitely locking up the play-in tournament or anything like that. But it's what I said to you, I don't know if it was in the third quarter or second quarter. The Kings, it's been a very long time since they had two players that control a lot of what goes into a basketball game. Yep. The energy, the time, the effort. They're a very focused team and they have 
two players that are all-star level or potential. That permeates throughout the rest of your team. It's different than having a really good backcourt of one guy who is very much up and coming, but like Leo and a lot of other people have said, hasn't proven anything in this league yet. Yeah. And a guy who we all assumed would be an all-star this year but didn't live up to it. Now you've got a guy who is a very you know, top-tier point guard in this league, still has more to prove, but is young, and you have another guy that's a two-time all-star, legit interior player. Now the role players can fill in aside from that. And, and you have a different feeling as a team when you go out there and you have two people like that that you can count on and depend on. Yep. It's a whole, it's a whole different team. It, it remains to be seen what happens in the future. But this team has components now that they didn't have a couple of days ago. Yeah, and for me, the most important part is Deeran Fox is, is back in action. He's playing yeah. in this game. Yeah. Which, a week ago, I had no clue what the guy was doing. I, I, I didn't know the next time I was going to see him play. I don't know if that, this had anything to do with the high, Tyrese Halliburton trade or anything. Right. But Deeran Fox is back. They have another all-star to pair with him. And, and I say that in the fact that I, I think De'Aaron Fox has all-star potential. I, I think he is definitely worthy of an all-star game. Potentially next year, the Kings will finish the season with two all-stars on the roster. Maybe more. I don't really know. But, Calvin, when we were watching the game tonight, one thing that you really, really talked to me about was DeMontis Sabonis' passing ability. Yeah. Right? Like... We saw some amazing passes from him tonight, and you're like, oh, that's a bonus. Like, that, that is yeah. his game. It is 100% his game. And, and, again, it goes back to what I was just talking about with how the Kings have not had these types of players or this type of uh, setup offensively. You know, really, you can go back as far as Weber and Diva. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is an okay passer for a big man. What did I say? He's the Not next on the D-box. same level. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, you know, like we said, they, they have a player who's an interior player, a post-up player, that you can actually play through now. Marvin Bagley is maybe a, a type of player that the Kings hoped would achieve that, but he hasn't yet. Rashawn Holmes is not that type of player. Damian Jones shows flashes but is not that type of player yet DeMontis Sabonis is 100% that player yep and he is. and that's a, again another different phase that the Kings offense has now before it was just De'Aaron Fox is the best person at creating his own shot let's give him the ball on the perimeter spread everything out maybe you run a pick for him we see what happens because the chances are he gets to the basket and gets a good look or he gets fouled now everything's changed for them offensively because you have that outside threat and you have an inside threat to where if your first set or your first action offensively doesn't work you can spread everything out post him up throw the ball inside and play inside out which is something that the kings haven't been able to do for a very very long time yeah i I agree 100 percent calvin i think i'm ready to move on to the next section are you I am. 
All right. Uh, well, before we move on, I want to give a quick shout out to Morgan Reagan because yes, we met her we tonight. We were a little bit early to the game. She took some time out of her day, which was amazing for her to say hi to us. She wants to do a collaboration, Royal Rebounds, Deuce yes. and Mo. If you guys would love to see a collaboration like that, make sure you let us know in the chat or the comments down below. It was awesome to talk to her, to pick her brain for a little bit. We also ran into our friend James Ham, which yep. gave us a little bit of alpha, a little bit of knowledge that we want to share with you, but we're going to make you guys wait. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your kings with Around the Crown. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds. Sorry, uh, we needed a quick bathroom break here. We're at Punchable Social. We're live. We're having right. fun. There's a lot of stuff happening. But welcome back to Royal Rebounds TV, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans, by fans. 
If you are listening to this on YouTube, make sure you smash up that like button. And if you'd like to join the royal family with Calvin and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. If you are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, your favorite podcast platform, make sure you give us five stars and uh, follow us or subscribe as well. All right, Calvin. So I think... You know, I got to say it again here because it, it sounds so good. Sacramento Kings win tonight. Kings 132, win. 119. This is the first game of the DeMontis Sabonis era yes. in Sacramento. It, 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 it just feels so good to say that. Kings win. Like, I, it's been a long it season. It's been a tough season for us Sacramento Kings. So, it feels so good to just say that they won a game tonight. Yeah, I mean, this this is exactly, I think, what the front office wanted. You know, they wanted the fan base rejuvenated a little. Some fresh blood in there, some new blood, a different style of play. Kings actually pull out a win. But, again, that you know, that's what you get when you trade for a legitimate player, a guy that is proven himself to a certain extent in this league. I mean, he's made all, multiple all-star teams. There's a, a certain level of respect that comes with that when you change teams. That and, and I think that this team overall got a little bit of a shot in the arm from that tonight. That and honestly, like, I, I, I've been a big fan of Sabonis. I love his game. But... I feel like there's differences in NBA players, right? Like, you, you separate the skill from the the personality or the ego, right? Yeah. A lot of good players have amazing egos or, or huge egos, and I don't fault them in that whatsoever. Like, if you travel around the world and everybody knows exactly who you are, that's very difficult. It is. I personally have not never been in that position, but I could only imagine what it's like. If everybody knows who you are, they know you, your story, they know everything about you. That has got to be difficult. But I got to give it to Sabonis, man. I, I honestly do. Dude was traded to the Sacramento Kings yesterday. He got to Sacramento yesterday. He's here tonight. We saw him this morning going through stuff. Amazing game for him tonight. Yeah. Kings win. Like, if you were to take a guy, I know Indiana is known for, like, blue-collar workers, guys that are ready to play hard. Yep, and, yep. But if you were to take a guy and be like, okay, we're trading for you, and we want you tomorrow to put up 20 and 10, that's amazing. Very skilled dude. Just a very skilled dude. I, I mean, he's great at working through double teams, triple teams. He's a very patient player. Um, you know, so from that aspect, like, he, he's able to get buckets. It, it doesn't matter how many times he's practiced with this team or anything like that. The thing that I was most happy to see is how energetic he was with the other players on this team. Like, him and De'Aaron were talking a lot he throughout the course of the game. He was communicating a lot. He, he was one of the loudest yeah. people that I heard over the course of the whole game. The dude's only been in Sacramento for 20, like 36 hours probably, you know? Shorter than us. So, exactly. 
So th those are all good things. I, I mean, I, I think that he wants he wants to win. He wants to be good. And you can say that for most players in this league, but it's good for the Kings. They needed some sort of transplant of talent on this team. It's good for him as a player because he gets kind of a release from the convoluted role he had in Indiana. I'm not saying that this changes everything in the, in the trajectory trajectory of the Kings goes, you know, skyrocketing from here. But we talked a lot about building a good foundation for the following season and for years to come, and, and I think this is a really good move for them. I, I got to give a shout out to Nikki here. Yes, the punch bowl was refreshed while I was on a bath bathroom break. That's a shout out to Fred, man. Yeah, that's thanks to our good friend Fred, Fred Dixon. Dixon. Shout out Fred for refilling the punch bowl. I left. I walked back. It's refilled. I, I, I can't ask for better than that. You fans are amazing. I appreciate all you guys' support. The only reason we're here is because we're here for you guys. So make sure you guys hit that like button. Hit us up in the chat. Hit us up in the comments. Uh, our whole goal of this entire channel is to give every Kings fan a voice. We feel like we've been silenced. We feel like ESPN doesn't keep up with us. So we're doing... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And whatever we can to just empower every single Kings fan. We want to hear from you guys. We want to know exactly how you feel. So let us know in the chat. Let us know in the comments. Calvin, we're, we're taking this Kings franchise and we're started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, you have to start from somewhere, but we're, we're trying to lift them up. We're, we're here. We're drinking punch. We're, we're trying our best. But uh, so, Calvin, I, I got a few things I want to talk about here in this in this next section. But before we get into that. I want to talk about your experience in tonight's game because, you know, I, oh, I told man. everybody, like, I'm sorry, we, we were not available. Normally, I'm at home. I am watching every single minute of every quarter. I'm writing all my notes of every single thing that happens. Unfortunately, I didn't do that tonight because yeah. I was a little distracted. I had a great time. I was interacting with fans. I was talking to people. But, Cal, I, I just kind of want to hear a little bit about your experience tonight. It was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned multiple times on this show leading up to this that I'd never sat courtside before. It's something that I've done it at college games or, or you know, high school games or things like that. But it's a whole other level when you do it at a pro game. And like you said, being distracted I mean, we met so many cool people tonight. We had access to the Lexus Lounge, which was a really fun experience. A lot of really good food. Free beers. Free beers. Really cool people in there. I mean, it, it's so wait, hard, wait, wait. you know? Speaking like, of the free beers, uh, do you want to go on your uh, 
courtside puker guy rant or? <laughs> well, we're so we get into the Lexus Lounge and we order a couple of beers and the bartender brings them over and Barry pulls out his wallet and he goes, okay, huh? yeah, how much? And, or put down your card or something like that. And she goes, the beers are free here. And we're like, oh, that's why the guy threw up courtside. That's why he threw up courtside. We had this whole revelation. So puke guy, we understand what you went through. It's okay. You know, I don't think that was even a King's win. So maybe he was just drinking to, you know, mask his his pain and his emotion from the game. If you're going to puke on the court, you got to do it before the third quarter. Apparently, because they, they don't, don't let you out. Yeah, they don't let you out the with Lexus your drinks. Lounge with a beer after yeah. the third quarter. But no, it, it was just a great experience. Like, we walked into the building early today. We went straight up to the Sierra Nevada bar up top. Yep. We got a proud ale. A couple proud again ales. Again, with my man Fred Dixon. Shout out to Fred. And then we went down to our seats. We went into the Lexus Lounge. We had a great time. We saw Morgan Reagan. We ran into James Ham. For us only being here for, I mean, I guess it's going to be a little over 72 hours. Yeah. We couldn't really have asked for a better situation. And the Kings won on the day that I predicted, so Barry has to pay the bar tap. Yeah, Calvin's feeling uh, I'm, good. I'm winning in life right now. Calvin's winning in life because I am paying the bar tab. But, hey. I just re want to remind everybody that's watching tonight, we're just fans, just like you. We're having a good time. Yes. We love the Kings. We are enjoying the Kings. So going through an experience like this is just awesome as a fan to really experience. Oh, it's great. You know, James Ham was talking about some stuff with Rashawn Holmes, and we're going to talk about that here in a second. But we just had an awesome time tonight. I want to give a shout out to Cole. Cole was here. He was the good looking guy singing in the back corner last night. If you guys want to hit him up, he is available on farmersonly.com. Um, <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Bryce. Bryce yes, hooked us up with some Bryce, awesome man. tickets last so night. Unfortunately, he didn't want to make the two hour drive tonight. Hey, no shade on you, Bryce. I get it. We only yeah. flew 3,000 miles to get here. So I, I totally understand. But we're here tonight. We had an awesome time. And uh, James is watching Maui for us, so I got to give him a shout-out Yeah, Jimmy the Thing, well. shout-out. All right, Kyle, you want to talk about this uh, Rashawn Holmes stuff? Talk about what? Sorry. Rashawn Holmes. Oh, Rashawn Holmes. Well, do you want to talk about Chemezi Metu real quick before that? We got Anthony here in the chat who wants to hear our thoughts about Metu. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I loved what I saw from him tonight. I, I think that over the course of the whole season, we've kind of been in the same position on Metu in that the dude's got a ton of potential. Wait, did Fred just say hi to Fred in the chat? Yes, Fred said hi to Fred. First person, third person, I don't know what that is, but it's something. <laughs> anyway, back to Chemezi Metu. Dude's got a ton of potential. I love him as a player. He's really, really long. He's disruptive uh, from a defensive standpoint. Not the greatest interior defender or uh, perimeter on-ball defender, but he's he's solid overall. If he can just develop a decent outside shot, doesn't even have to be a three-point shot. The corner three would be great, but if he could develop a 15 to 18-foot consistent jump shot, 
it would completely change his game because he's incredibly athletic. I think he plays really well off of guys like De'Aaron Fox. He's very, he hustles. He's on the boards. He has a great second jump. You know, he's a lot like Marvin Bagley. I think right now he, he's got more potential offensively to me. Marvin Bagley's game is just incredibly limited. Yeah. Um, but he's super athletic, and he can get off that left-hand hook shot no matter what, even if it's contested. Metu's got really good shot mechanics. Again, if, if he can just develop a more consistent outside shot, I think he is a legitimate role player, if not a starter, starting role player for a lot of teams in this league. Speaking of Marvin Bagley, we sat behind Marvin tonight, and uh, I just... Honestly, as a human being, I felt like I wanted to go up to Marvin and just pat him on the back and be like, everything's going to be okay. You're young. You're a millionaire. You, you're a rapper. You're a basketball player. Like, the expectations for you were unrealistic. Yeah. And we appreciate everything you've done. However, maybe you're trading the next day. I don't know. But you're probably not on this team next season. Cal, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on, on the Marvin Bagley situation because tomorrow is the trade deadline, and it, it is puzzling to me that this guy is still on the team. Yeah, it's puzzling, but we've been puzzled about it for a long time. I, I mean, multiple years. You know, it, this is not the first time that we've heard the Kings are interested in trading Marvin Bagley. His story on the Kings, you know, for his entire career has really been very unusual. Uh, you know, there, there are not a lot of number two picks in the league. You, you either make it right away in the NBA or you're considered a flop and you're out of the league immediately and you play in Europe or you play, you know, in some other professional league somewhere else and you're considered a bust for the rest of your life. Marvin Bagley's been in this NBA purgatory situation really ever since he got drafted. A lot of people suspected that somebody like Luka should have been taken above him before he even played a game. But then there were all those people that were, you know, Marvin Bagley fans. He has all these injuries. And then this year alone may have been the biggest roller coaster of his entire career. Yep. So I'm not really sure what to make of it in terms of why he's not playing right now. I mean, they say he's got an injury. We also heard De'Aaron Fox had an injury, but how how you know much did you really read into that? Was he really hurt, or did he just not want to play? Dude was completely injured for multiple to, games, and yes. then all of a sudden he's available, and the, there's the no minutes restriction. Yeah. There's no minutes restriction. He played back-to-back -back games, and he's he played amazing. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow is going to be the, the true, uh, you know, telling point for a lot of things with this team. What is the deal with Rashawn Holmes? Are they trying to move him? What's Marvin Bagley's status? Are they going to keep him for the rest of the season? We really don't know until the trade deadline expires. After that, if Marvin Bagley continues to sit, you know, then it's up to you to decide whether or not he's really hurt or whether he just doesn't want to play the remainder of the year. They're going to punt on him, basically. I guess we're having some issues with the audio right now. 
No, I think we're okay, Calvin. But uh, we're, we're gonna keep moving on here. Yeah. We just got to get through the trade deadline, I think, to see what what the story is going to be for the rest of the season and for probably next season with this team. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing for me, right, is, like, tomorrow is the actual trade deadline. What ends up happening with that, who really knows? But I feel like the next two days, us Kings fans can kind of, like, take a deep breath. We will know what the squad will look like for the next season or at least for the next couple months of this season. And what's going to happen with Rashawn Holmes? That's that's the real thing for me, yeah, right? Like, a- dude has sat multiple games. He was a late scratch last night due to personal reasons. Right. I had no idea he was playing tonight. He didn't start. He came off the bench. His replacement in DeMontis Sabonis started at center tonight so calvin i, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on rashawn holmes what he means to this team and and what potentially could happen from here on out well i think it's interesting this off season we talked a lot about how rashawn holmes i said it personally rashawn holmes was the number one priority for the sacramento kings team last offseason they needed to re-sign him. There weren't a bunch of big-name free agents. It's not like Sacramento has a lot of success in signing big-name free agents anyway. So this was a guy that they needed to go get to build on what they had been kind of accumulating over the past couple of years. Again, we were assuming that the team was continuing to be on the rise. He was yeah. a big part of that. He's had a lot of issues with injuries this year. Obviously, the eye problems have really bothered him. COVID, I think, didn't help the situation. Now you have this wrench thrown in there where they traded for a guy that is very similar to him, plays uh, the same position, plays a similar style, and you can argue plays it better than he does. He does. He does. He's an all-star. He's an all-star. So uh, I expect the Kings to, to start looking for ways they can move on from Rashawn. Maybe they trade him by the end of the deadline tomorrow. Maybe they don't. It's only one day. It's only one day. But I think they still have, you know, the rest of the season into the offseason to look at ways to move him. To me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to play them together. We saw Rashawn come off the bench tonight, I think, for that exact reason. You already have a guy in Damian Jones who has been excelling every opportunity that he's gotten. He's a little bit younger I I personally feel as though the Kings are starting to move away from Rashawn Holmes I want to hear your thoughts on Rashawn at the four because you know we we talked about fit we talked about what the Kings needs are as far as big men I like Rashawn Holmes like I thought he's done great for Sacramento he loves Sacramento I don't really want to move on from him if possible, but I I just, unfortunately, Sabonis plays the same position at the center. So I want to hear your thoughts on maybe moving Rashawn to the four and playing those two together. Well, to me, it's not so much about what position Rashawn plays, whether you move him to the four or he stays at the five. It's the style of play in which this team is going to have to operate from here on out. 
you've got a you're doubling down on De'Aaron Fox as your go-to guy. Yeah. That's an individual that needs space. He needs room to operate to get to the basket, score inside, all of those things, pick and roll, all that stuff. There are very few teams in the NBA today that play with the traditional two big men interior set where you have two post players on the bottom blocks. Usually nowadays, one is a floor spacer, one is your interior player that moves high-low. With Sabonis and Rashawn on the floor together, you don't necessarily have that. Sabonis can shoot from outside, but he's not a three-point shooter. He's not necessarily a floor spacer. I think that the way you use those two guys to maximize their potential or their ability is more or less the same. Sabonis just does it a little bit better right now than Rashawn Holmes does. So that's why I don't agree with playing them together in the same lineup necessarily. I, I don't know whether Sabonis prefers to play power forward or center. If he can play or if he wants to play center, I think that's great because you have guys like Marvin Bagley and Shemezi Metu who can be floor spacers Chimezi a little bit. had a great bit. game tonight. And he had a great game tonight. Those would be the guys that I would prefer to pair alongside right now that's not including a trade or adding somebody from the outside but the way the team is built right now i would prefer to play sabonis alongside with one of those two guys as opposed to rashawn holmes so if you can convince rashawn to being a guy that comes off the bench more of a role player or a lesser role player than what he's used to over the past couple of years I still think that there's a way you can use him on this team. Oh, 100%. I just don't think that that's the direction going at this point. He's definitely a starting quality center in the NBA. And uh, if you're able to get him or at least convince him to come off the bench, like that is definitely a positive move. I see Anthony here in the chat. He wants to know your thoughts on Buddy Heald and, and the loss. Calvin and I have both talked about this, but the loss of shooting for the Sacramento Kings. Well, the loss of shooting is big. You know, we, we all, I think, can agree that Sacramento needed, they needed a lot, but one of the things that they for sure needed was a legit starting power forward. They got that in this trade. That being said, there are a lot of other areas of this team that still need to be filled out around that, and one of them is 3 and D wing depth. They need more shooting. They just traded away the two best shooters on this team. They need better defenders, and they need better wing size uh, in terms of depth on the overall roster. So I, I agree 100% that they, they need to go out now. They need to look at the center position, what the long-term answer is with the current players they have on the roster, and they need to go out and get better defenders and shooters that are primarily going to be wing players. So do you think Simonis is the starting center moving forward? Because for me, that, that doesn't really fill that four position, right? Like, yeah. is it Jones? Is it Metu? Is it Barnes? Do they need to make another move? Or, like, who is going to fill the front court? Sabonis, in my opinion, Sabonis is best used inside. Can he shoot from outside, 15, 18 feet, something like that? Yes, absolutely he can, but that's not where he's most effective. We saw it tonight 
He seals really well. He's a big dude. He gets good positioning on the low block. He's very patient. He uses really, really good pump fakes. He gets to the free throw line. That's the type of player that you want inside. So to pair around him on the front court, they need a stretch four. Somebody who has the ability to slash, get to the basket, but is also a consistent outside shooter and also provides length of rebounding and defense at the same time. I really think that you need to balance the floor, especially when you have a primary ball handler like De'Aaron Fox. It's the same thing as if you had somebody like Kyrie Irving or James Harden. These are guys that thrive in the pick and roll, thrive uh, creating shots for themselves, getting to the basket, getting to the free throw line, something that Fox has done a lot better this season. You don't do that when you have two big guys that occupy the interior or the paint. You need to spread the floor a little bit more. So that's what I would look for and and why I don't like to play Rashawn Holmes alongside the bonus. Yeah, I mean, I I feel that. I I definitely feel that. But the Kings need to find who's going to play the four, who's going to play the five. As long as the future goes, we have another day left on the NBA trade deadline. The Kings still own their first round pick this season. They have a couple tradable assets in Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes. It's yet to be told exactly what they will be dealing and what they will be doing. But if you guys have any thoughts on that, let us know in the chat. Let us know in the comments down below. We would love to hear from you all. Calvin, we we haven't really heard of many other trade rumors at this point. I know we we ran into James Ham earlier today, and he said something else is going to happen tomorrow. He didn't give us any insights on that. He's supposed to be meeting up with us actually uh, pretty soon here tonight. He said he was going to come hang out and have yeah. beer. So, but if you're the Kings, are there any other kind of I don't want to say major moves, but tweaks that you're doing to this roster to finish up this season? Well, I think just like I've already said, I, I would really be looking at what I could get for a guy like Rashawn Holmes. I love Rashawn as a player, but now that you have Sabonis, I think that they're too similar in terms of style of player. I think you need to move on from one. Clearly, you just traded for Sabonis. He's not going to be the guy that you flip at this point for something else, draft picks or anything like that. So I would be very interested to see what I could get for Rashawn Holmes. And again, I would be looking for a stretch four or, or a stretch front court player and three and D wing players. Size, depth behind Harrison Barnes, all that stuff. Oh, James Hamm and his son, I think, are walking into Punchbowl Social right now. But that's, that's the, the first two things that I would be looking at with this team right now. I, I think they still have depth at most positions, uh, aside from wing depth. Um, and, and I would focus on getting more shooters, more consistent shooting. Just kind of, you know, I, I think you have your two main focal points right now. So it, you have to decide how the rest of the roster is going to be balanced out around those guys. We know that defense and rebounding have been something that the Kings need for a long, long time. So that is my first priority. After that, I'm listening to what offers I can get for Rashawn Holmes. 
It's and I'm be seeing a- Randall in the chat here. That's another person that I would not go after at this point. PJ Washington, I would not go after. Julius Randall, I would not Jeremy go after. Grant? Jeremy Grant, I'd be interested in. I think James Ham, when we had him on the show, he brought up a lot of good points about money and his salary issue. He makes a lot of money right now. He's also going to be due a max contract very, very soon or commanding a max contract very, very soon. So you've got somebody like Sabonis who you're going to have to pay in a couple of years. You have Fox who's already on a max contract, and now you're adding Jeremy Grant in there. He's a really good player that I think helps this team. And if the the organization is willing to spend money, I'm all for it. Absolutely go for it. But I don't, you know, Monty McNair has been very clear since he's been the GM of this team that he's going to be cautious in his approach from a financial standpoint because he knows that Sacramento as a market is handicapped in a lot of ways. So from that aspect, I don't think Jeremy Grant fits really with this team's timeline. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Kings are done making moves for sure, but it is, I think they made their big move in getting Sabonis. Maybe they're going to make a couple tweaks here and moving guys around. Oh, Pat, what's up? Shout out to Pat here. High school friend joining, elementary school friend joining. Yes. But uh, yes, I think the Kings have made their major deal. They're probably going to make a couple tweaks tomorrow. Calvin and I will be traveling during the day. So maybe we'll hit you guys with a podcast uh, in maybe in Seattle at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Maybe once we make it back to Maui with some trade updates. But hey, guys, we're going to take another quick break here. When we come back, we're going to jump into the next week of Kings basketball action with Kings Crusade.
What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. The Kings continue their crusade to get back to the playoffs. I, I got to say they're going to back to the playoffs at this point. They're <laughs> yeah. just making trades we, here. We don't know what direction they're going, but they're Next going up somewhere. on the schedule is the Washington Wizards. If you're a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below. And you, if, if you would like to join the royal family with Calvin and I, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Calvin, <laughs> I don't say this a lot, but the Sacramento Kings won tonight. <laughs> it, and it, it feels amazing. They traded for a guy in DeMontis Sabonis. They seem to be on the up and up right now. Yeah. And by that, I mean it's they're 1-0. It's almost like the, the season started all over again, and we're all sitting here like, hey, man, the Kings might be good. Like, maybe they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, it does feel like that. Calvin and I are wrapping up our coverage here in Sacramento. We are back to Maui tomorrow. And the Kings play the Wizards on Saturday in Washington. Calvin and I will be live post-game to cover that. But, Calvin, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on this Wizards game. We know Bradley Beal's out for the rest of the season. Yep. Yep. We heard drama about Spencer Dinwiddie and whether they want him on the team. But uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on this game. We already know I'm predicting the Kings' victory. <laughs> well, certainly I think the Kings are, are in a better spot today going into this game than they were before this game started. They've got a little bit more momentum. Not having Bradley Beal out there obviously helps as well. Um, but, you know, it, this is a team that can give Sacramento problems. Like, every team can give the Kings problems. We, we don't know. It, you know, we said it's only one game. How is this team going to look five games from now, ten games from now, <laughs> fifteen games from now? You know, we might be here two weeks. Well, not here. We'll be back in Maui. But we'll be on the on the air talking about how, man, when we were at that Kings game, you know, a couple weeks ago, everything looked great. Now they're falling apart again, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. All that being said, Kings have a good chance to win this game. The, the Wizards are another team that's, you know, a better defensive team. They like a grinded-out style of play. But I think Sabonis has a good advantage inside. Him and Montrezl Harrell are going to be a good battle. Kyle Kuzma, Harrison Barnes is going to be a good battle. But no Bradley Beal. I think the Kings have a good chance to win this game. I think Sabonis wants to make his mark on this team. and I, I think he's going to have a huge game. I think so, too. I know I haven't been the best with predictions on this channel, <laughs> but I'm predicting a 20-20 and 20 game for DeMontis Sabonis. 20-20. and 20. You heard it 20 here first. 20-20. It is going to happen. But, hey, Calvin, the Kings are playing better. They're on the up and up. The Wizards are trending downwards. And then the Kings play the Nets on Monday. I know there's all sorts of rumors swirling about Ben Simmons for James Harden. The Nets are on a, what is it, a nine-game losing streak They've at this point? lost a lot point. lately. Lost and a then lot. the Kings go to face the Bulls in Chicago. And then back-to-back -back games against the, Net, or the Nuggets. One at home, one on the road. It's an exciting next week of Sacramento Kings basketball. Calvin, if I were to ask you what game you are circling on this next week, 
What are you taking? I'm circling the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I, next I mean, man up. Yeah, next man up. I, I, th- I think you have to, if you're a Kings fan, you have to circle the next game after watching this game because for weeks now, we've watched a team that before the game started, we already had our decision about what the outcome of that game was going to be. Kings are probably going to lose this game. De'Aaron Fox isn't playing. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is out. The team's just not that good. They're broken. Terrence Davis is out, all this stuff. After tonight, I don't think there are many Kings fans out there who are saying this team's going to win the NBA championship. But a lot of people are now suddenly, you know, they have a a little bit more pep in their step (laughs) from this performance. So I think you have to circle the next game because, again, it's all about how this team builds their chemistry and builds their style, their system going into next season. Keeping this draft pick, maybe they make the postseason, maybe they don't. If they don't, they have a great opportunity in the lottery to improve this team even more. But I I think every game you watch as a Kings fan for the rest of this season, the number one thing you're looking for, regardless of whether any other deals are made or not, how do De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis mesh as the number one and number two option going forward? That's really the most important part that you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. The, the biggest thing Calvin and I have been talking about this entire season is the Kings need to pick a lane, right? They need to choose whether they're competing this season, whether they're rebuilding, what they are doing at this point. I think it's pretty obvious the Kings are trying to make the playoffs this season, right? Like, that is obvious. They traded for an all-star. The all-star got here in 24 hours. He is ready to play. The Kings win tonight. I'm predicting a Kings win on Saturday Saturday against the Timberwolves. I can't say anything about Monday because it is the Brooklyn Nets. They are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. It depends on what happens with James Harden. It depends on the health of Kevin Durant. The one thing I do know is Kyrie Irving will not be available for this game because it is in Brooklyn. Yes, we can scratch him for sure. So that does help the Kings. But, Calvin, I just have to say, man, like, as much as I love Tyrese Halliburton, and I really do love Tyrese, like, I wish he was on this team. I think dude is going to be a star in this league. The Kings added an all-star to the roster. They were able to dump salary and Buddy healed, and they are moving in the right direction, and they're not giving up on this season. I know Calvin and I have been, you know, critical in the past couple weeks about how this is a lost season, blah, blah, blah. The Kings are this far under 500, and we still feel that way. But the GM has chosen a direction. Maybe the owner influenced it. I'm not really sure. But the Kings are trying to make a play for the play-in. And honestly, Calvin, if they make a couple moves here and they're able to improve this roster a little bit more, you make the play-in, you need to win two games to make the playoffs. I wasn't confident in winning two games with the pass roster, but if they make another move here, I might be. It's certainly possible. I mean, any team can win one game 
I, I'm I've never really been part of the the group that thinks that making the play-in tournament is a bad thing. I don't want to get that misconstrued with making the play-in tournament should be the goal. The goal is to make the playoffs. The goal is to compete in the playoffs. But for a team that hasn't played a meaningful game, really, postseason or not, in 15 years. They had the bubble. They had the bubble, but the playing tournament would be a different atmosphere than the bubble. Yeah. And you just make this trade for Sabonis. I think that good things can come from that. I, I really do. You can argue that tanking or losing games to stay in draft position would be the better outcome. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. But this team made a move to get better right now. They made a move committing to winning. If Even if it's not in the short term, it's still committing to winning. So to get them some experience in the type of atmosphere that a play-in tournament would bring, postseason atmosphere, I think that it would be really good for a lot of players like De'Aaron Fox, who's been with this team for a long time. All he's done is lose, finally gets to play in a winner-go-home game. I think that there would be a lot of beneficial things to that. So yeah. I'm yeah. not advocating for one way or another. I'm just saying this team is the moves that they're making make you assume that they are pushing towards we want to compete. Yeah. Whether and that's for a championship or for the playoffs, you want to compete at, at some level. They have a, a chance to do that. As a fan base, what more could you ask for, right? Your your owner, your GM is committed to winning. And they're trying their best to put the best product on the court. I want to give a shout out to Leo from Cowbell Kingdom because I know he's been a total anti-tank guy. He wants to win. Leo, you got exactly what you wanted in this trade, and the Kings are trying to make the playoffs. I'm not sure if that's the best decision or not at this point, but I am a Kings fan. I'm going to continue to root for the team, and we will see where they go from here. But Calvin... We're heading back to Maui tomorrow. We are. We're still going to be covering. Uh, we're still going to be releasing us, right? the Royal Report on Friday. We're still going to be covering the Kings game on Saturday. Is there anything else you want to say to the royal family watching before we head out? Just thank you. I mean, we, we've had so much fun in the short amount of time that we've been here. It's great to be back in Sacramento. It is great to be at a live game, to feel the energy in there. We talked a lot about this season about how there's nobody at the games and all this stuff. And sure, it wasn't a sold-out crowd or anything like that. But it was loud in there at some points tonight. And, it, and you just you can't appreciate that when you're watching on TV, whether you're in Natomas or in Maui. And uh, it, it, it was really, really fun. We had a great time. Shout out to Punchbowl Social. If you guys are in Sacramento and you haven't come down here to check them out, come check them out. They got a lot of fun games to play, a lot of beers on tap. We're here. We're drinking beer or punch bowls or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout, shout out, out to everybody. I, I'm not even going to be able to name everyone. Yeah, but shout I want to give a everybody. shout out to Ivan here in the chat. Shout out to Lane. 
Shout out to Anthony, Nikki. I hope you're having fun here. Literally, Calvin and I were at the game tonight. We felt like we were, we were starting our own fight club because there was people, <laughs> there was staff for the Sacramento Kings. You know who you are, and we love you. They were like, yes. oh, I know who you guys are. Come on, come this way. Come do this. Come do that. We know it. We see you. We're watching you guys. We're all part of the royal family, and we are building. We are building. We are building. So make sure you guys smash up that like button down below. Make yes. sure you hit that subscribe button if you would like to join the royal family with Calvin and I. If there's a big trade that happens tomorrow, Calvin, we're going live from Seattle. We're going live from Sacramento. We're going we'll, live from Maui. We'll buy Wi-Fi from 35,000 feet it if we It doesn't have to. matter where we are. We will be here covering your Sacramento Kings. Make sure you guys catch us all for another episode of the Royal Report on Friday. We will also be available on Saturday for a post game yep. of the Wizards Kings game. Thank you guys so much for watching. In the meantime, go Kings. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.